podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Today's Terrace Podcast is brought to you in association with JS Decorators. All your requirements catered for under one roof. Qualified tradesmen for all interior and exterior work. For more information, call J Sharp on 0131 466 5343. Hello and welcome to a new season on the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. I am Craig Fowler and I'm joined as usual by Joel Skid. Hello. And Tony Anderson. Hiya. But introducing to you today one of our new two star signings. It is from Telemies Pele, Mr. Craig G. Telfer. Hello. Yay. Delighted to be here. Thanks for asking me on. That's great. It's nice. At least we don't just have to steal everything from his uh, site now and we can actually just listen to what he thinks. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we got to do it badly. We can actually have some insider input now on the S- SFL or whatever it's called nowadays. I thought I'd done a good job from the Scottish Sun, no? <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> on this week's show, we'll just be easing our way back in, not, not to go too hot and heavy yet, because we have two shows a week this season. So on Thursday, we'll give a big preview for the upcoming Scottish Premiership. Premiership? Premiership. Whatever. It's called whatever it likes. Uh, uh, campaign, but for the meantime, we'll just look back on the summer where we had all the league reconstruction talks, we had the mess involving hearts, managers changing, players signing, all that kind of stuff. So just sit back, relax, and be thankful that we're back. The new season. Yeah, be. <laughs> well, we'll start with the league reconstruction, which. Um, Yawn. Yeah. We kind of uh, talked this to death in the end of the last season, but at least at this time something's actually changed. And uh, anybody, I was just kind of, I was having a summer off from football, so does anyone want to jump in who was actually following this and with their thoughts, feelings, hopes, expectations, dreams? I find it. The the, the playoffs, that's uh, playoff between um, the, whatever it's called now, Premiership and League Championship. Championship. Premiership and Championship, okay. Um, Yeah, so that addition has been been very. the most positive thing yeah. to come out of the it was the most obvious thing that yeah, should that, have happened maybe fifth, should never have been taken away really. it's probably yeah, the, the one thing that everyone can agree on everyone because we, we talked about um, how the league should be set up how many teams should be in the uh, top league how many uh, divisions should be below it but one thing was always playoffs between the top two leagues and that's that's came in so we could which apart to. from that the money going trickling down a bit more mm-hmm. is really all that's actually happened yeah, and put, put the two bodies together. Well, one of the one of the main things I think was um, the the championship clubs for more of them to remain full time, or a bigger chance for them to, to go full time and uh, keep the best players. Obviously, better players, better uh, football, better crowds uh, yeah. in an ideal world. That is, um, and that that's going to happen because we we talked about it when we met up last week, and there was uh, some interesting figures uh, kind of bandied about about the. Um, the amount of money that has has increased for the uh, keeps in first division clubs that's going to take my well. I'm delighted to call them first division yeah. clubs. To be honest. Yeah, I think it's we should do that for the. Right. I think we should just make that now. That's sort of yeah. uh, manifesto. Fuck you, Don Cash. <laughs> 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 yeah. First F bomb. The first two minutes into the first show. Yeah, that's the first thing you've said. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing F you, Don Cash. Now, <laughs> uh, 
Aye, no f bombs, no f bombs or uh, c bombs that you can say anything else you like. You can, you can bastard, you can wank, you can do what you like, but no f and c bombs. Preferably not in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, anyway, so it, uh, Craig, just to get a perspective, you're obviously you're a Stevenage Muir fan, so you're mm-hmm. a fan of a team from the lower leagues. Like, this is obviously a bigger deal. I think it's fair to say that to them and to a lot of clubs in the SPL, I think a lot of the SPL fans would just look at the playoff mm-hmm. and the implications mm-hmm. involved in finishing 11th. Well, I mean, the playoff system's been in place uh, since 2005-2006, and I think that was um, in terms of what, what the SFL done since they've reorganised the 10-10-10 uh, leagues before, before the reconstruction. I think the playoffs are a wonderful, uh, they're, they're a wonderful invention. And you, you know that you talk about meaningless games, but with the advent of the playoffs, uh, the relegation of the playoff, you don't have that. I think that's important is to con- con- constantly engage with the fans, encourage people to come along to it. Um, also, the financial benefits between, particularly between the Premiership and the Championship, is going to be a lot. Um, oh <laughs> I, that's, that's a lot better. What you were seeing were teams were uh, were getting relegated from the, the the Premiership, and it was becoming a ghetto almost. You had teams like Hamilton Ackies, um teams like Dundee had been down there yeah. for a wee while. Um, Livingston, even although Livingston had sort of about had gone league, gone yeah. gone down to come back up, but teams who were, were sort of like. Too good to get relegated, but not good enough to get into the uh, into the the SPL, and it was stagnating. So, uh, one, the, the playoffs are a fantastic conceit, and two, the the, the increased revenue it, it's, it's a good thing. I think clubs might down further down the, the food chain. I know uh, Henry uh, McClellan from Annan Athletic was um, was was quite a, a big. Uh, a, a big opponent to to reconstruct yeah, because his, his his team will lose out. So that that's that's probably the only drawback is the clubs kind of further down the chain might lose out a bit. They've sort of been dragged into it. I think they sort of thought that this is the one. This is their only chance. They made a big statement against it, but then it just they basically got blackmailed. And then is where it came across to me. I, th- I think so. I think so. I mean, I liked uh, I liked Henry McClellan. He he, uh, he spoke well. Spoke. He, he offered some salient points. And I think he was a good tonic to people like Les Gray of Hamilton. I think he was one of the the sort of biggest uh, uh, drivers towards um, reconstruction. But I think a lot of the time it was motivated by self interest and hot air. And, uh, and, Which is and the one thing we part. don't need now. It's the one thing self-interest Aye. had to be put to the side for Aye. us to go forward. I mean, regardless, whatever division Hamilton Ackies would have been in, he would have been he would have been an opponent of reconstruction. He'd been for reconstruction, but on the, on the whole, particularly with the playoffs, I, th- I think it's a super thing, and I, I'm really looking forward to to the season ahead. I think it, it'll be it, one of the most exciting. One yeah. thing, just not on the playoffs. Uh, do you prefer two-legged finals or do you prefer one final? No, one final. I'm the same. One final. to be one one. To final. be on the day you play in like a sort of any sort of ground rather than the home ground. Uh, you, so you bring. Um, for example, uh, third division um, final, second division final, you bring them through to Edinburgh. It doesn't have to be um, Glasgow, Edinburgh, Easter Road or Tynecastle, and there's a good chance it's going to be uh, relatively full for the one, mm-hmm. well, one off. It depends on who's in like, it. As yeah. a Hibs fan, if the season was finished and they told me that the second division playoff final was going to be at Easter Road, I would go along mm-hmm, yeah. definitely. To it's watch it's the just obviously the fact for a. A final or part of a final is on a Wednesday night. It's yeah, that's that's uh, that's big because yeah, that's a big pain because you lose out in crowds. People might yeah. not be able to make it um, for their work. Um, and so you may, may as well we've obviously copied um, England in terms of the ch- the, the championship, the Premier, all that. Lamentable. But um, you may as well just copy them and um, have like the finals on like for Friday night, maybe Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, or Saturday, yeah, Saturday, yeah. Sunday, Bank Holiday, Monday, which which they do, which is I think per- quite good. Personally, I hate it. The whole the, just to go into the names, 
Because when they first brought them in for the English League, I was still young at the time, so I still actually cared and about the English League. It yeah. makes sense, and though. It makes sense because the Premier League and the, the Football League are run by two different bodies. So yeah. to win the Football League Championship, that that makes sense. But when there's one unified body, body. Yeah. then a so it would have made sense last season. But not it would have made sense last season, but but this season, it's it's for for Scottish I, I, football for Scottish football to move on and get its own identity and move out of English football shadow to, for it to name its, uh, itself uh, like after, after them, them. There, there was I so short sighted there's no consultation involved I mean everyone I've certainly spoken to is, is nothing good to say about it and it seems for such a, like a, a bright new dawn it just seems to have, have started I can't even understand squib. the thought process behind it no. I, well I, Doncaster came out and it's basically saying he wants to like use the success of the English leagues and bring them here does he genuinely believe that the reason the English leagues are so successful is because of the names of the league. That's, it's, it can't that, be. That's another problem for... Um, is he, is he, is he, he's, like a, he's like someone who's starting a website and he's just trying to get hits on the website. So he's hoping that people in by foreign mistake. countries are going to type in the championship oh. and they're going to see highlights of Wraith Rovers. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's going to muck up people's search engine optimization anyway. That's, uh, <laughs> that's the one thing he's achieved. Product. But it's again, it's something that has been mentioned um, for years that we should be trying to get away from is that because we're neighbouring England, we unfairly get compared and compare ourselves to England, which shouldn't be the case. They've, the country's, what, 50 million people, we've yeah. five. Ten times or yeah. We're half and the size of London. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, same, same population. Same population, yeah. yeah. No, I don't think so. England is ten. So no, 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 I'm not like five five Or maybe Greater London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greater <laughs> yeah, very irrelevant, but that's but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but that's it's, it's if he's just trying to um, like hang on to England. Should we've been told to not compare ourselves to England? We shouldn't be comparing ourselves to England. We should not be just copying stuff that they've done. That's but copies to copy good stuff that can actually benefit. Rather like than the playoffs, yeah, very simple. Yeah, you just don't. You don't have to name it. It just it, does, it makes no sense to me. Even though a granny coming up with new names is. Difficult. Even though my point would be, you could just call them all the same. The Premier League, the First Division, the Second Division, the Third Division. Solved. Why don't you go back? Traditional. First yeah, first that's league, what yeah. I was about to say. You should go retro. <laughs> first Division, fun. Second Division, Third Division, Fourth Division. Well, I, would be, I would have been fine with that. Yeah. Who, did, who would actually argue? Or like, I don't, like the Iron Brew that's Brent. sponsored it. It's given really Scottish names. Brent, like, Brent. Iron Brew, Pure Barry Division. <laughs> and they just bring back standing and fighting in the streets as well. <laughs> bring it all back. I mean, the, the bring back the casual vomit. <laughs> I think probably, the, the, whilst it is disappointing that the, that the names have changed to something that, is, that does sound like an inferior copy of England, at the end of the day, it, it doesn't really matter. You know, probably the, mo- the, the most important thing is that we do have the, yeah. the, the playoffs in place. And but we're all, you'll, get, you'll get used to it. We're all about the benefits. irrelevant chat and yeah. the massive tangents on here. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, you've, you've got your first taste of that. <laughs> you should call the fourth division. What was the one on Twitter? I can't remember the entire one, but the Premier League what he'd called uh, Giuseppe. I couldn't quite understand that one, but then the names just got predominantly more Scottish, so uh, the last one was Shug. <laughs> <laughs> Well, was it called call the third division when, there, when nobody could get into it just like Groundhog Day <laughs> now it's time for the first where are they now of the new season clue number one this player scored a famous winner on the first day of the league campaign clue number two he had a chance to sign for his boyhood heroes at one point in his career but he decided instead to go on a lad's holiday and uh, when he came back the deal was then gone Clue number three, he had a bit of a reputation for being a fiery customer, sent off several times during his career. And clue number four, he never actually got a call-up for Scotland. 
but he was once the subject of a media campaign to the contrary. So you can put those clues together and get the former player who liked the lad's holiday. Now it's time to talk about a subject that, uh, well, it's the opposite of being very near and dear to my heart. It is the, the situation at Tynecastle with the club in administration. The news today as well is that the bidders are far, far away. We're talking millions of pounds away from being able to take over the club. And if a bid is not successful, hearts will go into liquidation. And that could potentially happen. During the season. Of the season having started. That's a, a shocker. That's If that happens, it's even worse than the Rangers situation. Yeah. And some could argue for just the kind of image of the league itself that a team, well, a few games into the season, just isn't there anymore. What, what, do, what, do, we, what do we do if that <clears throat> happens? Which is now obviously quite feasible. Well, if it, is there anybody who's got Don, that? Don Castor, Don Castor he, he talked about, he was very positive that uh, they won't have to deal with this. So I'm guessing they've not really kind of oh, got our thing. No, kind of just no. All right, okay. But never is. They, had, they had the opportunity to set these things in place after the whole Rangers thing. And Rangers, one of the reasons why Rangers fans are so unhappy is that it seemed like they were making it up as they went along. Because they were. Yeah. But the reason was that Rangers fans were thinking they would make it up as they go along to, to punish get, them. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was just an incompetent. It's, 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 I don't think it's, a, it's an object of bias. And I think you're going to see similar incompetency when... And if sorry, if and when it does happen to Hearts, because it's it's not looking great right now. It's anything. Uh, well, <laughs> anything to add to no, it? I've I'm kind of think about turn over a new leaf. Obviously, I got quite got quite into it towards the end of last <laughs> season. What's happening to Hearts? But the, the truth is, is that we've tried to make this new reconstruction. We're trying to push forward as a country with the whole of football. It would be better with. A fun- at least a functional Hearts. Don't get me wrong. I'm easily appeased. A relegation for Hearts. I'll be. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'll be happy. But I don't want Hearts to be going to the wall and us to be because as you're saying, there's no contingency plan. It'll be complete guesswork. We are going to have to pluck a club out of the Highland League. I'm assuming into the third division and knock a team up each league a month into the season, which would be... Yeah, and you're going to get the same thing that happened last season with Dundee uh, getting put up into the SPL, where you've got a team... It'll be the, the same sort of thing where you get a team put up into the SPL who have been preparing uh, in for, a, for a league below. They, the players aren't, aren't good enough for the SPL, and then you're going to get a very uncompetitive division, <laughs> and that, just, that sort of thing that sort of thing like shouldn't happen again. It's just like a phone call to Dundee saying, hey, we'd like to relegate you guys again. <laughs> Well, it would be right. Morton, it would be Morton that would... Is that uh, their plan this year? I mean, well, if imagine yes, it, would it, be a second, it would be second the same place, second place would, would go up. Oh, there's Morton. Morton certainly don't have a squad good enough to... Well, they've to, lost to, some to big play players. An interesting case. I haven't actually... I should have looked into when this actually occurred, but uh, Leeds United, actually, their former company was liquidated. And then it was it was done in this pretty much a similar way that Rangers that happened to Rangers that it was liquidated. A new company bought over. They made the transfer, and now they are still officially the same club. But I'm not sure that happened. I need I should have looked in it, but I'm not sure if that actually happened during the season. And I think it actually might have done because I think they only got something like a 15 point penalty. So Hearts have got 30, 30 <laughs> points behind. Right, they're already 15, so Hearts get another. So that's possibly what could happen. But that's only if because that's a very different situation because Leeds. Then Leeds weren't then controlled by another company on top of their company that was also insolvent and about to face liquidation, who owned their ground, yeah. which is the situation with Hearts, which makes it so much more complicated than even the Rangers' situation was. I'm going to put it out there, if 
Hearts get a thirty-point deduction overall. They won't survive in the in the, in the Premiership. <laughs> in the Premiership, right? But look looking on looking on the other side that if, for example, Foundation of Hearts do take over, we keep. Uh, Masoni can't be involved anyway after his um, Livingston debacle. Well, they won't he should, be allowed. Yeah, he, he can't be allowed. To, <laughs> they may as well liquidate the club. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they may as well. Um, but a foundation of hearts to take over, it's going to be maybe not momentous, but very big for uh, Scottish football. That a fan ownership team, a uh, fan ownership um, is controlling one of the biggest clubs in Scotland. Yeah, and uh, you, you mentioned about trying to push Scot- uh, Scottish football forward, and this is kind of the, the way. Obviously, it's not happened the way anyone wants wanted it to happen. A lot of people envisioned it this uh, happening this way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, stuff like that is it's going, it's going to push it forward. You have seen Swansea last season, they, how they, how well they've done with it, um, and and I think it's just a, a very positive thing that's will come out of something negative. Terrible. Yeah. yeah. The whole situation of the stadium, though. Hangs over it. Yeah, that is their own stadium. Yeah, that's uh, that is the big. That's the kicker. Really, that's what's been the big issue from the word go. That, that's obviously you you you, you made uh, mention of it, but it's so com- complicated because you don't know what kind of how many different little businesses are who owns uh, who exactly owns the the ground. Um, they've got you big UQO. It's just it's all just it's, it's complex. It's a mess, yeah, and it's, it's, it's not it's not going to be. It's like Inception. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every, every every dream inside a dream. Yeah. The Hearts won the Scottish Cup. And obviously you have fighting through red tape. Because it's in a different country, Lithuania, and different uh, laws. Yeah, it's, it's just it's, it's just mental. It was, as I said, as always, I've always said, is that the Hearts fans have sort of lorded above everyone due to the money they've been able to spend and all that. But they've the fans have done it incredible over the summer. I'm, all, I'm willing to say, the Hearts fans have come in and what they've done has been exceptional. They've really backed it and tried their best, and it will be horrible if by the end of it, most so many Hearts fans will be. What thousands out of pocket for the people that have been pumping money at Foundation Hearts buying season the tickets? Share, they mentioned the shares. The, 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 the shares, yeah, <laughs> with quotation marks above that, yeah. yeah um, <laughs> where are these certificates? But uh, yeah, um, I mean, I think over ten thousand season tickets is just it's, is, it's it, brilliant. It, it, it kind of sums up. I think Hibs, Aberdeen, Hearts, Celtic um, are the ones of, of and maybe Kilmarnock have all made um, um, increases in season ticket sales. Yeah. Hearts. Again, but Hibs, that's just again through bribery for yeah. tickets. Um, again, uh, through Hearts, it's it's obviously a special. Um, well, I say special. It's um, something special that's, that's made that happen. Because um, yeah. I can't see if there was no points deduction, there being more season ticket sales than last season because yeah. the team is terrible. I'm sure it will be. Yeah. Even though at least seven 0 isn't a scoreline just synonymous with Hearts anymore. Eh? So that's fine. No, no, that's what I said when that scoreline happened. I, I tweeted it. I said for it's that one's for all the. The kids in the playground. It doesn't matter <laughs> what era you grow up in. We have playground arguments. Hibs fans always bring out 7-0, even though they're like born, well, for me, it was what, 20 years yeah. after it occurred. Or, sorry, born about 10, 15 years after it occurred. Yeah, I was talking about 20 years after it occurred, 7-0. And it was always a one trump card. And it, even though 5-1 in a cup final is better, it's still not as big a score like yeah, And to children, that'll matter. Yeah, it's it's, uh, So now these Hearts kids, they can at least rest easy for a couple of years. I've I see, I seen one tweet saying, uh, at least most Hibs fans now have seen a 7-0. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. 
Anyway, it's quite boring the heart situation. It's been done to death. Right, we're nearly 20 minutes into the show and we actually haven't talked about football yet. So I think we should do that. Obviously, the only football that has happened over the summer, and not counting pre-season friendlies, is uh, the Europa League and Champions League fixtures featuring Celtic, St. Johnson and Hibs. Celtic went through, but... Who last time? Hey? Who let us down? I forget. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> um, Celtic, let, let us down, was... putting it very lightly. <laughs> <laughs> Scotland shape. It really is, man. It really is. Uh, obviously, Celtic went through, but I think we should start off with a real success story, which was St. Johnston beating the team that once went to the San Siro and knocked AC Milan out of the Champions League. Yeah, they made the quarterfinals of the Champions League before, eh? Yeah. But you just look at the, their European record, which is just it's in, in, insane. I remember there was a time like they just they didn't lose at home, Rosenberg, when mm. I was growing up. That just does, does, never well, happened. Well, they, they won the... Uh, the Norwegian? Yeah, Norwegian yes. League. Uh, <laughs> as I would say, Danish. 11 seasons in a row. Yeah. I'm sure it was 11 seasons in a row, and obviously they were in the Champions League every single season. Yeah. I think yeah. it was 13. Was it as much as 13? Was it not 13? them that got Jose Mourinho sacked for Chelsea as well? Yes, it was after they drew at Stamford Yes, Bridge. it was after they drew at Stamford Bridge. Yeah. They, they actually they won the league so many times that um, a, group just of, gave them it a, a group of fans <laughs> actually started supporting all the teams that played Rosenberg so they used to go to all Rosenberg's games but support the other team <laughs> I bet you Rosenberg like that fine <laughs> <laughs> jackpot but uh, I obviously but if we're being honest obviously Rosenberg have been on a downward spiral culminating in this for them probably yeah. over the last sort of four or five years you say that they're, they're still top of the league but they didn't win the league last season did not because no, it was Nordischland that won it they've not won it for two years I don't think but they're top of the league now uh, by Four or five points, I think, as well. So it's still an excellent result for. Uh, yeah, it really is. I definitely. I'm not trying to downplay that at all. I just I think some people got very carried away with the result. Aye, the people are saying it was uh, pound for pound one of Scotland's most uh, important club results in, in in Europe, and I think you see stuff. You like compare that. it to to, well, to previous you can, stuff. You can maybe if you extend that argument a bit further, you could just maybe agree with that if you look at the state of the game right now. Last twenty years, maybe because like when uh, Dundee United beat Barcelona. Um, like twice at the time, the the state of Scottish football was brilliant because mm-hmm. it was when English teams were barred from Europe. All these players were coming up here. The standard probably never been better. Dundee United were competitive. Aberdeen were competitive. So were Hearts, and so we didn't really need that result then. Nowadays, we do need a result like that, and we need them to go y- through. You look, you, you look over the last uh, five six years, and it's obviously got the Europa League group stages, the Champions League group stages. How many teams have actually made those group stages other than other than Celtic? Aberdeen, you know, Ab- Aberdeen had a, had a really good run. Arts had won. Yeah, yeah. Made the uh, UEFA Cup group. Stage. Yeah, yeah, UEFA Cup. When it was five teams in a group, Rangers going yeah, to the yeah, Rangers Cup final. final. Yeah, and but then you, you look at um, all the teams that have been in the Europa League or UEFA Cup when it was, and how many teams have made it actually through the qualifying. And there's not many at all. And this is a, a, a massive result, not just because it's beating Rosenberg, but because the next round where they play FC Minsk, Minsk, they're they're they were seeded, so yeah. it's they've got an easier draw. Yeah, because they just take Rosenberg's yeah. seed and that's how it yeah. works. So you just go straight in it. If they make it, brilliant. I'll be so happy if St John's to make it into the group stages. I doubt it though. Because even if they get through this time, which is... Uh, They've got another one after that. Yeah, yeah, right, so. They'll have a playoff which they won't be seeded for and uh, they could very well spa- fa- face Spurs. So. I don't think there's any reason to say why not. I don't think many people gave them, a, gave them much of a hope against uh, against Rosenberg. I think on paper uh, they seem comparable in terms of certain stature to, to to Minsk. I don't think if they, if they if they if they beat Minsk and if they get a favourable draw in the next round, I don't think there's any reason to see why St Johnson couldn't be playing 
in uh, in in the Europa League. It's just all about that playoff draw. If they can beat Minsk, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I mean, well, I didn't see the any highlight. I only saw the goal uh, from the first leg. Watched the highlights of the second leg, and there was a bit of luck. You have to say, um, Alan managed. Out, yeah, uh, Rosenberg did seem to pile a lot of pressure on at the end. It's just, which is natural, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. especially against a team like that. You're hanging on. Fans are shouting, "Push up, push up, push up!" But it is just natural to uh, sit you back. Can't, you can't yeah. push up. It yeah. becomes that point. You're just you're trying to make sure they don't get in behind you. And you just it's just but, natural. Um, to- Rosenberg got it back to 1-1 and, uh, on aggregate and you're feeling the worst but Stevie May pops up and I have to say he's got some glo- he's got a glorious head of hair he's, he wears the hair, hair band and he's Scottish it's, it's, he just he's, he's, glorious. Yeah, he's, well he's, he's probably one of uh, one of the most distinctive looking players in Scotland I don't think there's really anyone else certainly appearance wise who who, uh, who you can compare to him and I think that the, the way that, that Steve Lomas uh, when, when he was manager the way he managed me uh, by sending him on loan to the to Aloha and then to Hamilton it seems to have been a, a tremendous tremendous move for him. I think at the time when he moved to Aloha, I think there was there were people are a bit unsure as to why he was moving into the third division because obviously he played a couple of times for St Johnston. Yeah, it was one of those deals but, where it was because Hartley was manager. Yeah, he probably I, would have went straight away to a second division club. But because Hartley. Hartley and he was he was excellent. He was, he was absolutely superb when 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 he was at Aloha and he was instrumental in them winning the third division. And equally when he went when he joined, I think it was halfway through the season when he went and loaned to. To, to Hamilton Ackies, they were a they were a middling team at the time, and and he was he was superb. He was one of the best strikers yeah, in the, the relegation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really think it was a realistic possibility because yeah. of the the uh, the, the part time teams, but they they were p- playing really poorly. You got me in, and he's just a, like a catalyst for, for he, these he, good performances. He scored all types of goals as yeah, well. Absolutely, and um, he's, you look at him; he's, he's not the biggest, but he played he strong, played, very physical. Doesn't allow himself but to he played, he played yeah. a lone kind of lone striker role a lot of the time, and he. Mm-hmm. Worked his arse off for it, and uh, he got the goals. He created himself. He created uh, space for others. He, he created goals for others, mm-hmm. and um, I think it's good that he did go to the third division, proved himself there. Right, we send him to uh, first division, proved himself there. Now, now it's time. Mm-hmm. Now, now it's, it's time. Yeah. We talked about the season with St. Johnson. Am I right in saying that Celtic, despite having all these group stages to go through, sorry, all these qualifying rounds to go through? That when they get to the playoff, they'll likely be seeded. Yeah, because it's because uh, because they're ch- they'll enter the the champions path. Because you got the non champions path where like the the third uh, the the fourth team in England um, yeah. enter, and then you got the champions one. So they should have a better um, a better scope of getting into. Similar what done last season. What was it? Helsingborg they got. Yeah, yeah. So like a team probably that they would be capable of beating. I watched. So, I w- Sorry, I was just going to watch the watch the first leg. And, I watched the first leg. And uh, well, Cliftonville, I it was. So many long balls. It was like watching Ali McCoy's Rangers uh, last season and um, Celtic. Is it Celtic. They weren't uh, firing on all c- cylinders um, to use uh, an overused cliche. The pitch didn't look very good for a 3G no. surface. The ball didn't really. I've got Samara. It looked very like the good. world of football. Really yeah. living in Edinburgh, get that reference. Yeah. It did. So every time the ball was hit, you could see those wee black things flying, flying up. up. That's because yeah. it's made out of tyres, eh? essentially, is what it's made of. Once the players got home, they would have been furious. They would have taken their shoes off and now so be those black <laughs> things. <laughs> it's a nightmare. Yeah, but they were like Samaras looked very good. He looks like he's going to bask in the fact that Gary Hooper's gone, and he's probably well, arguably the main man up there. Now. That, that brings me to a key question for their progress to the Champions League because last year I said I could have pointed out that they'd streamlined their squad somewhat before they then beat Helsingborgs and then they signed three players on transfer deadline. I think three or four they signed. They got an Ambrose, Miku, and Lassad. Mm-hmm. 
and they signed Gershon that's the thing yeah. obviously in January I think it was, I think it was a January was, yeah. I'm sure there was somebody else anyway but then this year of course they've lost Hooper and Manyama that they had last year so do they do they gamble that money they've tried to sign someone today from Ajax uh, Derek uh, Bory they've yeah. had a three million pound bid accepted. Uh, sorry, he's, he, I'm sure you've seen his name a couple of times. Derek Signal Borik. Mm, I don't know how the second is pronounced. So it's very risky. The, que- the question I'm getting is: did they, get, did they gamble the money and bring in? Because they'll have last season's Champions League money. As they well, made twenty two and a half million. Yeah. They made twenty two and a half million of Champions League last year. They've just taken in seventeen and a half million off their transfer sales. If I'm a Celtic fan, you need to put some money. You need. To, you can't not. Do you have to gamble up? Because if you don't, if you don't, million. if you don't do it, and you get a bad draw. They, they've already uh, spent three million on. I can't, I can't remember his first name. Um, uh, not Bobo Baldi, but there's uh, uh, signed uh, striker Bal- uh, uh, Baldi. Baldi, Am- aye. Yeah. Amadou, is it not? Is it Amadou? It's Amadou. We'll call him Baldi. Yeah, yeah, we'll call him yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it. And that's the start of the new song, there, right? Eh? <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> Oh, I read a reporter the other day that was slagging him off saying he's not going to replace your partner. Yeah, yeah, like, that's how I read that as well, yeah. Season friendly, I hate The, the ball was going up, so up to him and he was just, it was just bouncing off him. He's huge. Yeah. He's absolutely massive. He scored against uh, Brentford. I think goalie should have saved it, I saw that. But I think Celtic will make the Champions League and I'm hoping that they do it again, that we can maybe just squeeze in there and get at least our champions into the group stages or at least the playoff. So they didn't have to continue going through this. Right. I would argue. I don't, I don't think we're far away from it. I think we're three places below, and it's what we need. Uh, where we are right now on the coefficient, it's there's three teams, three sorry, three countries grouped together, and we're one of them. But then there's a little bit of a leap to I think it's Austria. It's the next in the next field up where you've got two spots and uh, automatic entry for. Would you think maybe even not even doing it forever? But maybe moving to summer football for three years and allowing the teams to maybe get the coefficient up there and then maybe going back because then we wouldn't need to have the summer football because we'd be coming in later into the into the tournaments and maybe it's just as a stopgap to make the fortunes better. For I, I don't that know about the summer. Pish. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure the the whole summer football thing. It's um, yeah. I'm not. Uh, I'm I'm, just, I, I used I, to be a fan of it, but I don't think I. Am I anymore. think it just comes down to. Um, a lot of the time recently we've just been rubbish I think the weather you've been seeing the last few years you tell we are going to have to change the summer football very soon though for the Qatar World Cup that's already been confirmed to be moved to winter so that is going to happen certainly one of the things it's not going to be like most of our players yeah. are going to be going off to the World Cup <laughs> no, but just saying, everyone's doing it though the, the whole of Europe will be going in line with it for that at least that one season but what's not going to help the coefficient is 9-0 aggregate defeats Aye, you've got to I think that's something I was just about to say there is this putting the cup finalists in um, I don't know the statistic but I'm sure over no, the I last totally few agree. years yeah I agree with that like Gretna Queen, Queen of the South, South um, Dunfermline Falkirk Dunfermline Falkirk why do you deserve it because you could have, you could have an easy run all the way to the final exactly where you only play arguably lower league teams um, and then suddenly you're in Europe do you deserve that for achieving nothing, nothing yeah. really it was a. Uh, I think they are forced to do it, though. Or I'm sure that's the case because when they got rid of the Cup Winners' Cup, that it had to be that there was special, like. Why not give it to the League Cup winners then? Because that would put yeah, more. Like, that would put more into the League Cup, make it much more interesting. It would be. Uh, and so what you're essentially achieving yeah, for example if, if Celtic have won the Scottish Cup and they've also already qualified for Europe, just um, go okay. League Cup winners, you can go in. Yes, but but if you do that though, you're going to have seasons where the two teams win in the cup. I know it doesn't happen very often, but there will be a season where the two teams win in the two cups, 
will not have qualified for Europe. And then it's quite unfair on the team that's won the more prestigious of the trophies that they're not getting into Europe. But the team that's won the crap competition has. No, no, I would, I would oh. no, it's, I would, I would go as uh, you'd have both of them. Then. No, no, um, whoever wins the league cup, they just have to wait and see what the outcome of the Scottish Cup final is. That's- Alright, yeah, yeah. it's called contingency plans. Yeah. <laughs> or, or then they could have another final to see who gets the European spot. By the way, that, that'd be brilliant. There's a, see, that's good out box thinking you need to make yeah. things exciting. But yeah, 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 anyway, yeah, going back to yeah. the actual game, uh, I, I managed to watch the the away leg um, when I was in the pub because the Hibs Club like got the bought off Mammo TV. So Hibs stayed in the game through. Williams, because he made a lot of good saves. Although when I was watching it, I thought Malmo looked really shaky at the back. And they did again at Easter Road. I know that sounds ridiculous, but they tried to pass Bob at the back yeah. and they were giving the ball away constantly and the goalie flapped at a lot of things. But in the last third, you could see their sharpness. was so were just The so left quick. winger was so good. Uh, was that the, number 29? Yeah, yeah number yeah. three, who was getting quite a lot of stick because he's actually been charged as a paedophile. That has actually happened. But he gets to still play. Right. He was got a lot of stick. It's a new country for Craig Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> Sweden. Um, so he was pretty good. He scored a great goal, actually. To be fair to him, I left at halftime. I did again, but I when wa- I got to that stage. At I, least you stayed I, until four 0 I thing. could I could see where it was going, and I knew because. But Fenlon has a lot to answer for again. Stevenson got torn up in the first leg at right back. He got torn up. It's not his position. He was trying to do a stopgap. He got torn apart for that left winger and the full back overlapping him. He made the mistake in the first leg of putting Handlin in front of him, who's a very weak, arguably isn't even a winger, who couldn't support the full-back. So he was just getting two-on-ones constantly. Easter Road comes, everyone's noticed it, and Stevenson's back at right-back again. They concentrate all their efforts on going on that side, 4 0 he, he, he has to answer for that. He's not said a word about and ben it. Ben Williams might overtake uh, Cherzniak as the angriest goalkeeper around. Well, he was He's, furious yeah. at points. You could see they were just. It was just the way, like the sort of FIFA way of doing things when you're playing computer games, where you're like, I really need to go. I'm just going to get to the byline, press X, cross it back. They were finding it that easy to get in behind that they could just roll, run up to the six yard, but knock it back and so. I was just. just I was reading on Twitter and uh, some. I think it might be an Alan Temple who said with the. Uh, I think it was the seventh goal. They're actually walking the ball into the net. Yeah, they were genuinely seven different scorers as well. I like that part. Just like, oh, I'm just gonna have a go. Someone told me after the game, the goalie scored, and I believed them because I said <laughs> maybe they just said you go up front for a laugh. Uh, but yeah, it was terrible. We've got Collins in now for two hundred grand, which tells me Finland's got the gig till at least Christmas. Um, he's got a lot of work to do because the four four two with long balls with absolutely no idea where we're going isn't going to work. And now we dip our murky toes into the water of the fag end of Scottish football <laughs> and we, b- by taking a look at uh, the weekend's Ramsden's Cup action. Now, uh, probably the big talking point from the Ramsden's Cup was the game on Sunday between uh, Albion Rovers at Rangers at um, Almondville. Um, Rangers prevailed 4-0 and it was a fairly competent performance from them with... Uh, Trialist B scoring both of the goals. Yeah. Did anyone did anyone see the game? I saw. I've seen the goals. I was kind of dipping out of it because I was dying after being at Wickerman. But yeah, he looked. Nicky Law looked like he was just. He's going to absolutely donder through the second division. He's saying himself already. I want to score mm-hmm. double figures, and I can't see him not doing it. Really. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> 
Joe just, my, my, off, my, off my, mic, just shrugging his shoulder. <laughs> I forgot about the trial as me thing. I forgot they can't sign anybody. Yeah, yeah. Like, Actually, they, they, John Daly and Nicky Law playing both of them who cantered through the game. Um, I think last year, twelve months ago, Rangers played Brecon City in the in the Challenge Cup, and that was much a very much a hodgepodge team um, where they had uh, Ian Black in trial and um, Andy Little who, who was released and then came back to the club, and they really struggled their way through that game. You know, they were they Brecon took them to uh, took them to extra time. Rangers eventually won two one, but against uh, Albion Rovers, Rangers looked very very good. Um, I was very disappointed in Albion Rovers to be honest. I think. Um, on, on paper, the, the signings they've made, you expect them to be a sort of a top-end uh, third-division team this season. Um, but there, there's two main guys, David Crawford, former Hibernian winger, mm-hmm. and Mark McGuigan, a uh, Partick Thistle striker, who they've signed on loan until uh, December. Neither of, the, either of them were able to get in the game. Um, Crawford, certainly at the, the third-division third level, very talented winger, you know, he's good with the ball, uh, very skillful, very, very tricky play, couldn't get into the game, yeah. and any time he did get the ball, uh, Lee Wallace was, was all over yeah. the top of him. There was a lot of tasty tackles, I found, Aye, when, I, was, when I was I think some of them, I think Kevin Nicholl, the big bald lad, playing the middle of the part, was booked um, for, for one of them. Uh, and Mark McGuigan couldn't get into the game as well, he was just seemed to be too uh, too far away from the from the rest of the action. Certainly, I think the most uh, the most salient point to make from the from the Albion Rovers Rangers game is that unlike last season, where Rangers struggled and huffed and puffed their way through the divisions, I based on that performance, I really don't think you're going to see that again uh, this season. I think the score lines like Peterhead one, uh, sorry Rangers one, Peterhead two, uh, Rangers one and an Athletic two. I don't think you're going to see them. I can see Rangers uh, maybe dropping points here and there, but certainly not to the same extent as last. Certainly Un- not like last. Undefeated season. for the entire season. I don't think so. I I I, uh, I don't think so. I think there will be potholes along the way for for Rangers. That there always is. I wouldn't be like uh, Hugh Evans and be so arrogant as to say yeah. uh, to to dismiss the quality of the league. I think Rangers were guilty of that last season. Um, I think there'll be like I say there'll be a couple of uh, pop marks um, on the road for them. But on the whole, I think it'll be the calibre of player they've got very comfortable. The only thing that's going to hold them back is uh, is their manager. Why was the game at Ammonville? Because Clifton Hill is a bit of a yeah, I've been, uh, I've been there a bit of yeah. a dump. Uh, they can't get a safety certificate for the terracing across the other end, so I think the capacity is something like uh, one thousand. Yeah. Um, so it was purely moved for for Allenville as Plus uh, money. suggested for for the money. Yeah, yeah but was, you can't um, argue five and a half thousand people. Could you go fifty fifty in cup games irrelevant of where they are? So for Albion Rovers, it's quite a smart way to go. Really, it's a bit, it's a it's a big way to go. I think um, when Albion Rovers were relegated at the end of the season, um, they were unfortunate because. I think of all the clubs in the second division, they probably need money, the, the money more than anyone. And I think they missed out on the game against Rangers, missed out against two games against Airdrie United or Airdrieonians who were who were relegated. So I think it was a bit of a bit of fortunate for them to to get a cup tie against Rangers. Upsets. There were a couple of upsets, um, but what I would caution by before by saying that um, cup upsets in the League Cup in the the very first uh, competitive match of the season. I wouldn't read too much into them. I wouldn't read too much into the them. The teams play their 
top teams. Yeah, they would. Do they? Yeah, yeah they, they would. Are. It's mean, mean for for teams like uh, it's not like the like the the League Cup, uh, like where where teams would are like bigger teams would, would field a shadow side. The top and bottom of it, most of there's not much uh, depth to, to some of the teams. You know, you've got about sixteen. You or 17, you've got. Yeah, you've got about sixteen or seventeen players who you, who you'll play for the majority of the season. So I'd imagine most of the teams would have fielded uh, as, as as strong a side as possible. I mean, you you look at the, the defeats there, um, like. Um, for, for instance, uh, Formentin United uh, beat East Stirlingshire two 0 uh, which is a, a bit of a surprise. I've got high hopes for um, for, for the Shire this season. You know they've made made a couple of clever signings, uh, kind of good centre backs, um, and to, to, to really solidify the team. And I think they're an outside bet for the for the playoff positions. And to go up to play like a, a non-league team, and to, by all accounts they were they were roundly dreadful there. Um, was was really disappointing. On top of that, um, you had Peterhead beating Brecon. Um, I think Brecon are uh, in the second division without Rangers. They're certainly favourites to be the the best of the rest. Um, uh, you, you know, and um, I think think that that's a surprise. But I wouldn't say that's going to impinge too much on their form as the season goes goes ahead. The example I'd give, like uh, Annan Athletic beat Greenock Morton there one 0 P- Peter Weatherston coming back to score the goal. But uh, last season, um, uh, Annan Athletic beat Livingston 1-0 in the same round of the stage, and they had statistically their worst record uh, worst since joining... Yeah. The worst season, aye, the worst season since joining the, the Football League. There was a derby win as well for Dunfermline against Cowden Beath. Yeah, I, I, I saw that as well. I, again, I, I wouldn't read too, too much into that, although I would say um, probably Cowden Beath... Uh, on paper, already are probably the favourites to to be relegated from the from the championship and Dunfermline, providing everything goes okay with their CVA and they don't have to to shed any more players or anything. I think uh, Dunfermline could be a, a good bet for a playoff, playoff. spot. Yeah, Joel, try and put in words how happy you are now that Craig's joined the show. Ecstatic! <laughs> I can just, I can just sit back and relax. Well, I'm just waiting for someone to to correct me and tell me everything I've been wrong. You know, you never get. When you, when you do something good, nobody ever tells you, well done, you, you've done good. It's I think get people saying that sometimes. No, I don't. There's, 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 <laughs> when three of them. When you've done wrong, that's well, no, when you... One in Australia. <laughs> that's when you find out when, 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 you've, uh, when you've done right. But no, it's, uh, it's good. It's interesting. We've got the League Cup first round um, coming up uh, next week. So there's a, certainly a, a lot of action going on down at the, the fag end, the arse piece of Scottish football. <laughs> so... Now we come to the answer section of where are they now? Guys, Tony knows it. He was very confident off air. So <sighs> have we got anything? Have we got even a guess from the other two? Can you give us the clues again, please? Right, clues were again, if Tony hands me my pads. Uh, he scored the winner on a famous first day of the season. He had the chance to sign for his boy Heroes by went on a lad's holiday. He had the reputation for getting sent off. And he was never capped by Scotland, but he was the subject of a media campaign. No. Tony Duncan Ferguson eh? Duncan Ferguson Duncan Ferguson Of course he was capped by Scotland uh, <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable one <laughs> you Start as we to go on there Joe uh, I'm oh. going for Chico Charnley yes. Chick Charnley ah, Chick Charnley well, and, uh, Craig you can do the honours and tell me where he is now He is a coach He's assistant manager at Clyde I it, believe with, uh, with, with Jim Duffy and of course, the famous goal he scored was against Celtic. Also, oh, he's, he's assisted to Jim Duffy, and there's a duo that helped get Hibs relegated. So, there we go. So, we like them. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll just, before we get out of here, just spend five minutes talking up players who have stuck around in Scottish football. It seems almost a redundant thing to say, but every summer for about the last three years, 
I think it was one point me and Alan actually drew up a big list of players that had left Scottish football and we couldn't believe how much it was. And that's just become the norm in the summer since then. So I'm delighted that some players have stuck around. Uh, some a bit more kind of well-meaning than others. Murray Davidson just recently signed for St. Johnson. He wanted to leave the club. He no. wanted to go to a higher platform. But no, no, I know, I, I know what you're going to say. It's good that he kept in contact with the club and said, I'd like to re-sign if I don't get the right move. Like, no, just, I was just going to comment on your blog that you yeah. just put up about it and uh, you made a great point in that, is that he was, he went to see if it was there and there's nothing kicking about that's obviously big enough that he wants to go. He just thought, well, I'll go back to somewhere where I know I'm playing, I know the club, I can continue to play well and develop. And then... It's only a year. How was it? A year deal. Then next season he has another goal. He, he could easily just said, uh, "Nah, I'm not going back. I'll just wait and s- see what transpires, and then make a uh, a rubbish move." And ends up at a League yeah. One middle middle of the road League One team where he's earning an extra seven hundred quid a week, and but you never hear from him again. Yeah. Pointless. No, he's obviously number one, Murray Davidson. Uh, number two, Niall McGinn signed a new contract at Aberdeen. That, that was the most unbelievable for me. I couldn't believe that he done it. I'm not against him. I'm delighted he's done it. But as again, it's another it's another smart move from him because he's he, he performed so well last season. It just 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 do it again and enjoy your football again. Rack up a few seasons at Aberdeen and then see see where it takes you. Yeah, exactly. Maybe two years into that, is it a three year deal you're saying? I think it was. Uh, was three year deal again. To be fair, like the kind of clubs that he could be going to now, and if you if he ends up putting another forty goals on his CV in two years. You'll be able to go a low-end Premiership club, maybe. Yeah, like if he could do it consistently, because now, obviously, because of the perceived standard of the league, teams in the Premiership will, will be a bit funny about touching a player who's just done it for one season. Yeah. Like, there, was the, there wasn't any offers pouring in for Billy Mackay. Exactly. Because they think it might just be it might just be a fluke that he's yeah. done this. So, But if McGinn looked, I'd say, like he was certainly on a worse team than Mackay, so he looked good enough that he, he has the football intelligence to continue doing yeah. this for a couple of years. The only thing that, to argue that is you always strike while the iron's hot. Yeah, that's it. For him in terms of his own career, if the, maybe, maybe, as Craig said, maybe the offers just weren't there for him mm-hmm. and he knew Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And then he went for it. Who says he's not going to sign for Rangers in that second job when they're back in it? <laughs> Don't. <laughs> that's why Nicky Law's not on this list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Who, who was the other one? Yeah, um, James, he's the, he's the biggest one for me. I'm delighted that he, he, he re-signed. Yeah. Yeah, I think him, yeah. he's smart as well because he needs the fitness. We discussed this at the end of last season on the, yeah, we the said last it was show. Yeah, we idea for him to stick around. Get the games on there, but he's guaranteed to play every single match. Yeah. Do it, get your fitness up, and then maybe go and have one last stab at it elsewhere. There was also Paul McGowan. Paul McGowan. Um, Paul McGowan. The thing is, he's... He, didn't have a good season. Injury he problems injured, as well. So again, clever for him to stick around and play the matches yeah. that he might not get. Yeah, his was a smart one because if if he really pursued a, a move down south or a move to a club that would give him more money or prestige or whatever, it wasn't going to be the right time for him. And he'd done it the year before. Say he was out of contract the year before, it would have been fine. Nobody would have been surprised if he left. He probably would have got a good move. But he barely played last season. And he barely noticed that... I mean, he was a big miss for Midden, but then again, it's the difference between them being, what, they finished 11th and you ninth, know, what would they have yeah. been before? Yeah, ninth, eighth, yeah. something like that. So it's not, it wasn't like Scottish football, it wasn't like, even though he was injured, you get these players who are injured and always in the media consciousness because of how big they are at the club, but some men don't have that kind of following for the national media yeah. that everybody would have known that. And I think last season, though, as well, uh, the fact is that 
Dundee were so abject compared to other teams that, yeah, that so there was even, there was a safety net for them, so you couldn't have. If, if they didn't have the kind of ne- the negative following of like the relegation thing. That yeah, still, like, exactly. The thing that you, there's no such thing as bad press. They didn't even have that. They just had non-existent until yeah. towards the end of the season when they went on that terrible run after winning the league. I cup. think that was uh, partly John Brown noising uh, yeah. noising people up. Get the good old Ming games for old Johnny. Boy. <laughs> We've got one more. Number five was um, Aaron Doran, who oh. uh, towards the end of the season for Inverness, I thought it was. It was he was their main player. Did he not sign a three-year deal? He has. I was gobsmacked by Aaron Doran signing a three-year deal. He That's must back Butcher. He must. That must be what. But, suppose Butcher stuck around there. If the manager does that, you find that the players might go. Well, if he's willing to do it, I'll stick around yeah. there. And that's it for Monday show. Oh, make sure to join us again on Thursday, twice a week. That's going to be quite good fun. It is. Yeah, twice a week. We're going to do uh, a preview on Monday for the upcoming Scottish Premiership season uh, we'll, we won't be joined by Craig uh, he'll just be predominantly Mondays although he'll join us for the occasional Thursday I don't want to reach saturation point ok <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be there very soon <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we'll be joined by uh, our second of our summer signings on Thursday so make sure to tune in to that uh, but for the time being uh, I'm Craig Fowler saying goodbye I'm Tor Anderson saying cheerio. I'm Craig G. Telfer and I'm saying take care of yourselves, yeah? I'm Joel Sked and bye-bye. Oh, that's boring, Joel. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to up, up my game. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm well. expecting something of a foreign language. Yeah, don't worry, I'll, I'll, I'll up it. Today's Terrace Podcast is brought to you in association with JS Decorators. All your requirements catered for under one roof. Qualified tradesmen for all interior and exterior work. For more information, call J-Sharp on 0131 466 5343. Sports Social Podcast Network.